the fact that a motherfucker will have like uh, people who do drugs, whatever drugs they do, in their crib, right, or at their crib. Because oh, yeah. back in the day, that was a no-no. Oh nah, bruh. You know what I mean? Like nah, you you, you yeah. gotta meet me somewhere because I gotta go to the stash house. Right, right. You know what I'm saying to pick up what I gotta give you. Exactly. Yeah, you not you don't even know where I live. You right, have right. no clue. Yes. Yeah. See, it's that's what lets made me think like, okay, the game has changed a little. Bit. Game has changed completely because these these kind of cats you wouldn't want in your crib. Nah, bro. In, in back in the day. Nah, bro. Because even when I mean, even back in the even more most recently when I was really smoking heavy. Yeah. I ain't go to nobody's house to pick nothing up. See what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And that wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. You know, like I we mean the parking lot, designated areas. <laughs> right, right, right. Lit, well lit areas. Act like we don't know each other. <laughs> right. You Roll know. Roll up. Hey, yeah. What up, man? How you doing? Good. Okay. Cool. Cool. Got that. Got that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now. All right. Peace. You know. I'll see you next week. <laughs> you know. Yeah, man. It's it's a different game. It's a different game now. People yeah. come to your house. Try out the product, yeah, on your couch. What you know what I'm saying? Like cooking it in your own kitchen. I couldn't you do know. that as a nah. as a normal resident. Yeah, just that nah. energy would be bad. Yeah, because then anybody just be at your crib, you know, knocking on your door. Come on, man. At any any time of night, you know, don't let you have a family or something. Nah, that shit ain't worth it, man. I, I think about it all the time. Sometimes, like like the drug dealers, they had like this bins over there. Mm-hmm. And when they first got there, and the bins was just sitting, I seen a, a, a tow truck drop it off one day, and then my other neighbor was like, "Oh yeah, that's an old girl. I guess she's somebody's niece who grew up out here. Mm-hmm. His niece's, you know, car, and it's like that thing ain't running, you know. And it just they ain't driven the thing in six, eight months. You know what I'm saying? Just a bins, just chilling. Yeah, just just sitting. Then they got this uh, minivan, mm-hmm. like a, like mine. And didn't have no exhaust on it. They rolled that for about two months. Damn, joint was loud as hell. <sighs> Wake me up in the middle of the fucking night, man. Like Crazy. everywhere in my house, I could hear them coming and going. Wow. And I live three doors down, uh-huh. across the street. Uh-huh. And it made me think, like, man, being a drug dealer is overrated. Very much so. Because the average citizen would be able to get their exhaust fixed. Correct. Maybe not the bins completely, right? Yeah, because that's that's foreign. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's a lot of money to get. But parts. you're not gonna roll around in a van for two months straight that has like no exhaust, no muffler, nothing from the engine to the right, nothing. Yeah, and you're doing illegal shit in it. Yeah, and it made me think like, yo, man, why do people be thinking drug dealers got money like that? They can't. They can't. The ones that do don't have the drugs. Right, right. They're you not doing that. They're not doing that. <laughs> They're not doing that. They're not doing hand to hands. No, man. There's no way. Mm-mm. You got to stay out of that. That's the level where, like, if you're selling drugs on that level, mm-hmm. you're in the dirt, man. Right. You're in the trenches. Right. Like, you, how do you, I don't know, man. You high risk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and the reward ain't that much higher than getting a regular job. Nah. You probably do better. It's, it's consistent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight up. Studies have shown. Yeah, it is consistent loop. It's regular. You know, you got you know how much you're making. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could do overtime if you want. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Come like, on, man. I'm sure you can sleep better at night. Yeah. You ain't gotta worry about not seeing your family, your kids. No. Nope. You know what I mean? Gotta worry get, about the man coming to your door uh, asking you questions. Unscrupulous people you gotta deal with every right. day. You it's know. gotta be kind of depressing hanging around drug addicts all day. Yeah, can't trust nobody. Who's the regular people, man? One of my homies who, who sailed up, he was like, Man, Al, you the only real friend I got because everybody the else reminds me of sales dope for Zonit. Yeah. You the only regular dude I fuck with. That's wild. <laughs> He's like, I enjoy kicking it with you, man, because you like a regular dude. Yeah. You know, it's gotta be fucking depressing. Yeah, I'm sure it is. You know? Sure yeah. Anyways, we got a podcast to do. Yeah, it's funny, like every time I drive up, I'm like, I'm like, is today gonna be the day I roll up and print got a Lex sitting in the <laughs> Sitting on dubs. Just wait. I've been looking. I've been looking. I've been looking, man. Well, you know, I got to get my tax. I had to get, well, I had to get my tax situation and situated. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, because right. this year was a good year. You know, yeah. 2018. <laughs> and uh, I just finished filing my shit yesterday. And so I didn't want to make that. I wasn't trying to bust no moves. Right, right, right. And I, I, I still got another meeting with, uh, for my accountant, like this later this month. Because, you know, I'll be late every fucking year. I get the extension. And she's yeah. like, yo, next year, you're going to have to be early because, you know, you made more this year by selling out of property. So you might want to be more on it. Right. 
and, and I, so they won't be looking at you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You won't no red flags. I don't need that anymore. Yeah, no red flags. I've been out of it once. Yeah, no thank you. And so I'm like, all right, cool. So, uh, but a lot of that for me is like, okay, let me just start forecasting what I got to pay in taxes. It's 2018 mm-hmm. right now, so that if I decide to bust a move on the fly whip, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I swear I can't. I, I think I'm, I'm going to pull up. It's going to be something. One sitting. day. It's going to be something sitting in the driveway. You're like, whose is this? <laughs> oh. Brick got visitors. This whole thing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's mine. Uh, oh, that's me. That's all me. That's me, dog. That's me. But hey, had to the do black it. on black. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. just a little something. A little something. A little something. You know what I mean? It ain't got to be crazy. It's something decent, yeah, man. You know, something. And you know, this car smell. This week has been making me feel like that, too, because I have problems with the van. Like, this, I got a flat last uh, week, Friday or Thursday, mm-hmm. and then my spare tire wouldn't let down from underneath the car. Oh, that's So why. it caused this big ass ordeal. Mm-hmm. It's been, I'm still trying to figure out how to get it right because I couldn't get the the thing to let down me and a tow truck guy so he had to call another tow truck guy wow so we had to get my thing towed back here on a flatbed because we couldn't get the spare out then i couldn't get the the tool that's used to take it down i couldn't get it down with that so that thing and then eventually it got stripped and destroyed because it was like by it was, it was so hard to turn that eventually just destroyed the fucking thing mm-hmm. <sighs> it's time so yeah i got a new tire today <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm just about to. I, I I got like I had to just use a regular fucking old school plumbing wrench. Wow. To try to get the thing down and back up, and so at least I know I can do that. And but I'm definitely thinking about it. Like, it's time. Oh, yeah. It's time. I'm yeah. looking at the front door. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. Definitely time. <laughs> definitely time. Okay. Yeah. This week, man. Super duty tough work after taking one week off. Yeah. You know to handle life situations. Mm-hmm. We back this week for some advice, man. I wrote a blog a while back because on Twitter, a few people have typically asked me about my writing process. I find that's one of the more frequent questions I get. Yeah. And I think it's just because my output is pretty high as far as like, oh yeah, you wrote three books and and you write mad albums and you know you blog as well. So people are just like, how the fuck do you find time to do this? Yeah. Um. So this week we want to give some advice to writers uh whether you write blogs whether you write books whether you write rhymes uh this week we're going to share like just axioms things i've learned along the way about writing coming from two writers and uh hopefully these things save you a lot of time and energy because no one told me these things when I first started writing <laughs> yeah. and I had to go through a lot of writing and errors and mistakes to kind of get to these little rules and laws and so if you are a writer of any sort uh, even if you're into visual content you still got to write it scripted out you Word. know uh, hopefully this episode provides some help and some insight for you and we'll be right back we got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk Talk about the industry but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info but all of it's free So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Bing, bang, bong. Word. Bong, bong. We do this. The boys. Yeah, man. Whenever, whenever we take a week off, I feel like I don't see, I ain't seen you for a month. I know, month and seven Sundays. <laughs> it's feel crazy. I ain't seen you, man. You look different. I ain't seen you in a minute. <laughs> Where you been at? Where you been? It's only yeah. a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this week, man, writers, writers, writers. If you are a writer, this episode is for you. And uh, again, we're talking about 
advice for writers things that nobody told me that i wish they would have told me from the beginning yeah nobody and told us anything we just wrote right yeah, no just guidance mad just pen and paper no mentorship yeah you know so uh we're gonna start from the top and uh this is a rule that i had learned when i was writing my first book and rule number one or lesson number one for you writers is that being honest is better than being good what I mean by that is that inevitably, as you start writing, you're going to be reading a lot of great authors. You're going to have favorite writers, favorite bloggers, favorite websites. And one of the first things you're going to notice is how great they are. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, you'll read things like, you know, Tana Hasey Coates or something like that. You're like, yeah. wow, or <laughs> Baldwin. You're like, Jesus. <laughs> You know, or Saul Williams. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I'll never be able to write like them. Yeah, bars all over the place. What What's important to know is that is part of the process. Mm-hmm. When you start noticing how great other writers are, it's okay to feel insecure. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But understand that everyone who writes is not at that level. Right. And more importantly, being honest is better than being good so so true because what writing ultimately is that i've learned is writing is the ability it's an exercise in telling your story Mm -hmm. and no one can tell your story better than you that means that more so than being the most technically sound writer the emphasis should be on being honest pulling out of you what is inside of you that resonates with people and tells your story the best. Mm -hmm. There are writers who are technically amazing. You know how many books come out every year that don't sell? Right. They sit on shelves. There are many an English teacher who who can school you on grammar. (laughs) Right, right. Who can embarrass you on how to use an Oxford comma, Mm -hmm. but don't have the heart to tell their story in a way that would entice people to follow them as a writer. And yeah, they can't connect with people. And as a result, they have chosen to teach mm-hmm. because writing uh, uh, in terms of syntax is probably the easiest thing to learn. Yeah. People don't tell you that. So don't get caught up with all of the, the rules of writing. Oh, it has to be this many words. Oh, I have to use this punctuation thing. <laughs> and let's be honest here. In 2018, there are people who are experts at uh, editing mm-hmm. and can take what you write and turn it into a grammatically correct, you know, piece of work. But. There are very few people who can evoke a certain amount of emotion in others when they read it by telling their own story. So my advice and what I've learned is that telling your story honestly is better than telling your story in a technically perfect way. I mean, I completely agree. I mean, all the writers that you mentioned are writers that we look up to and that we read because they are so great at telling their own story and connecting with the audience in a way, even if it's not their own story, whatever story they tell, they're great at doing it in such a way that connects with you and draws you in. You know, I mean, as a writer, one of the things, the reason that, you know, I think both of us and a lot of the weightless people in general, the reason that people started to listen to us is because of our honesty, because we were who we were on the page you know, in the songs and we weren't trying to be nothing else. We weren't, you know, trying to, you know, be like this guy or that guy. We told our stories and the honesty came through. And that's that's what draws people to you is you telling your story and being being honest. You got to be you. That's a fact. I mean, when I look back at like the reception that I've gotten, even to this day for my uh, the, the first book I wrote, The Making of Avengers and Counterculture. There are technical errors in that book. Right. There there are things I didn't catch, even though I was editing it to the best of my ability for months, for months and months. (laughs) Right. But what always resonates with me is people's feedback on it. People Mm -hmm. tell me that it is one of the most honest descriptions of the creative process they have ever read. Mm. And, And that honesty and, and openness brings them in like nothing ever they nothing they've ever read about 
creativity. Right. Um, it's it's very encompassing and it's just wide open. There's like this is exactly what I was thinking. This thing happened over here. This thing happened over here. And the way I'm telling the story is something that's uh, so honest that it doesn't matter if there are technical problems in it. Yeah, because you're not reading it for that. Right. Right. And furthermore, like we said before, if I had decided to get caught up on the technical part of it, maybe it wouldn't even have came out sounding so right. honest or right. maybe maybe it would have taken me longer to get it out, period. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like for a book like that, I wanted to be honest. But thankfully, that book is what taught me that being honest is more important than being good. Word. And that's the first lesson or piece of advice to writers. Number two piece of advice. Mm. Keep the same energy. Yeah. By keep the same energy, I mean understand what it is that creates the environment in which you write best and try your best to maintain that. Mm -hmm. Some people wake up every day and the first thing they can do is write 1,500, 2,000 words, sometimes more. Mm -hmm. Some people got to go to coffee shops. Some people, they got to, you know, they they write on their phone all day. Who knows? You know, when they get a minute, who knows? Some people use, use a notepad app. Whatever you do, wherever you do it, understand that your environment is one of the most important aspects of your writing routine. And so everything you should be doing to become a better writer should be trying to maintain that that environment to the best of your ability and reproduce it. Mm -hmm. Because when you can reproduce that, it doesn't matter where you are. Right. So when I'm in a writing habit, for example, my habit and I'm at my best when I wake up around eight o'clock, mm-hmm. I bullshit till about nine. <laughs> I'm still sitting in bed. Yeah. I get the laptop and then I start writing about 30, 45 minutes into the day. I'm still sitting there. My mind is clear. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about the the what has to be done at 11, 11 or 12, because that's usually when I'll do my social media around 11 or 12. But between nine and 11, I don't have anything to do, nowhere to be. And to me, that has always been my best time to write. Now, how do I keep that same energy? That means that when I'm at my mom's house right. in Alabama, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna write, it's gonna be that time. Mm-hmm. Or else I'm not gonna write at all. Mm-hmm. I find it to be very difficult to write other times. If I'm on tour and I'm in a hotel, same thing. Yeah. I wake up, I sit there, I, I, I try to replicate the same thing. And my experience is that keeping that same energy, that same environment, has allowed me to stay more consistent with my writing. Even when I've changed locations, my routine is the same. Yeah, for, see for me, like writing songs, <clears throat> it varies depending on what I'm working on. Like ironically, the whole Capture the Sun album, I wrote while I was at work. And every day I would write, and I couldn't, for some reason I couldn't write at home. Yeah. But every day at work, you know, I got I would write a song, I would write a verse, you know, come up with a hook, something like that. And that was always in that environment where I came up with the best ideas for that album. Writing that, you know, I, I did like 30, 40 songs for, you know, encompassing for that whole thing with all the EPs and stuff. But just being at work for that record was what I needed in order to get that out. And other records have been, you know, different. You know, sometimes I will just sit in the studio and write sometimes. It just depends on what I'm trying to get across, but you definitely need to keep the same energy and keep the right things around you, the same things around you to keep you focused on whatever your concept is, because, you know, you can't you don't want to write bullshit just because you're trying to force it out. You know what I'm saying? Force it out in the wrong environment, not the same environment. That's why shit probably won't sound good together. Yeah. You know, And, 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 and to add on to that. I would tell people to be leery of people who tell you how to write. Oh, yeah. Because how you write changes mm-hmm. depending on who you are and your circumstances. Right. Like what works for a logic might not work for me. Right. Right. Like he had a hard time writing at home where to me home is quiet as a mouse. Right. I have rooms dedicated to, to working on art. So writing here is easier for me. I could never write when I was at work, when I was working. Yeah. That was real difficult. But the point is that whoever you are, find your thing and seek to maintain it because there is no universal way to do it. 
everyone has a different way. But once you find your way, your way is going to unlock you into to, to greater and greater productivity. And even your way can evolve and totally. change. And as you grow and get into because now I can write wherever I want to write just because yeah. it's because it's more of of me as opposed to my surroundings. It's more of me centering myself yep. and getting in a mode to write as opposed to, oh, I gotta have this candle, yeah. you know, sitting right on the desk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I gotta the have rituals. the incense writ. Yeah, you yeah. know. I'm not a fan of the ritual stuff. <clears throat> nah, people take nah. it too far. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people like, take oh, it too far. Like, oh man, I can't far. write because it's Mercury retrograde. <laughs> like, shut up. You ain't gonna write anyway. Stop blaming right. this shit on the fucking moon, man. Look, right. dude, if you're gonna write, you're gonna write. Right. Like, what are you talking about, man? It's Mercury. Man, shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll just be making up shit like, yo, I can't write because, you know, like, it's like when times are bad, they don't wanna write. Yeah, when times when are good. They don't wanna write. Nah. Yo. Writers write. Thank you. Period. Thank you. Period. Just you don't need write. no fucking paper or phone to write. Like, I don't need anything. I'm always developing shit in my head. Always. I'm always writing. So it doesn't even matter. It's like, that's why I consider myself a writer now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not say so much more than a rapper. They only write rhymes, but I'm a writer who used rap to capture the times. Mm-hmm. That came from the realization from writing the books that, yo, I'm writing, whether I'm making a film, mm-hmm. whether I'm writing a blog, whether I'm writing a book, whether I'm writing a rhyme, I'm a writer. The only thing that changes is the medium. Right. Right. But yeah, that that's number two, man. Uh, that's uh, keeping the same energy. Number three, piece of advice to writers. How to write is easy. What to write is hard. Very much so. I'm going to say that again. So because I don't think they I don't, they might, I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> this thing on this thing on. Hey, people in the back, people in the back. Okay, okay. How to write is easy. What to write about is hard. Yeah. If I told you guys the amount of time comparison between how long I write and how long I try to figure what to write about, <laughs> oh yeah, you dog. would be blown away. Oh, dog, yeah. blown away. And every year, the percentage that it takes me that I spend on what to write about oh, gets, it grows, grows yeah. because every year you've written about more and more and so more <laughs> topics are taken off the table exactly or or you heard some shit like dang that was a good idea yeah I, I didn't write about I it I can't do it <laughs> I can't do it <laughs> right, right? The, the longer you go the harder it becomes to find things to write about as long as you're writing so to me the process of writing a rhyme is something that it literally takes me 30 to 45 minutes oh yeah uh, if I can sit and write a, a 16 bar, 24 bar verse in 30, 45 minutes. However, it might take me a week yeah. to figure out the angle. Days. Days to sit there. What is the first line? How right. do I even take it there? Yep. Is yep. there enough to, there to write 16 bars about creatively and in a way that I haven't done already? Yeah, exactly. It's it, That's one of the hardest things. That's why, I mean, between me and you, what we got like? 30 albums yes. you know, or more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Projects versus hundreds of songs, hundreds of songs, hundreds and hundreds of songs. Like I said, I mean, I did 40 songs for just the capture the sun projects, right? You know, like, and it's, it gets very, very, very difficult to come up with stuff to write about, to have fresh takes on ideas, to, you know, not sound like you sounded on the last album or the album five years ago. Like it's, I mean, like you said, it'll take me probably 20, 30 minutes to write a verse. Yeah. But it'll take me days to figure out what, <laughs> what? the hell that verse is going to be about. <laughs> right. 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 No, it's it's crazy, man. Because, like, you spend so much time. Like, back in a day, I would spend, if I was going to jot down something, it was going to be a line I thought was dope. Right. Now I jot down concepts. Exactly. Like, like my phone still doesn't have any extra rhymes on it. Yeah. Like yeah. I never have extra rhymes laying around. Yeah. See, I don't have any extras no more. Yeah. I, really? Yeah. I, wow. You yeah. used all. You used I, to have mad. Yeah. Rhymes. I used to have mad. Rhymes. I mean, I got extras, <laughs> but you know, the ones that I ain't used ain't no good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have none of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but yeah. So it's like, but it's whereas back in the day we used to. Oh, I got this line. Let me write this down. I remember that. Yeah. Now I find that writing down original concepts is more important to me than lines. Yeah, because we can come up with lines. Right. We we do that. <laughs> that's, that's the easy yeah, part. That's the easy part. But yeah, the the coming up with the song concepts, I have like little 
notes in my phone or like, mm-hmm. oh, this topic, yeah. this thing, but from this angle. Right. Or maybe I have the topic, but I don't even know how to approach it. I have so many of those. Yeah, you're like, this sounds good, but <laughs> right. what, how do you talk about this in an original way? Yeah. How do I talk about this so it's just not me just lecturing or preaching or, or it just sounds like okay me just it's not so direct yeah or, or it just sounds cool it sounds how, cool how like, do i cool. how do i come up with a cool way yeah to approach this topic right that is the challenge that's and, the hard part and trust us the longer you write the more of a challenge that will be mm-hmm. and my advice is you know as i mentioned before try to find or create a way to catalog ideas just as you do your rhymes if you're a person with a bunch of rhymes sitting around Start being proactive and thinking about, okay, now how do I get concepts? Because eventually these are going to start sounding all the same. I can't touch none of these topics. Like think about what you're rapping about right now Mm -hmm. and understand that if you have a long career, you're not going to be rapping about that in 10 years. No, no, no. And you're not going to want to because you're going to have multiple songs where you touch on it and you kind of tense around a little bit and then you in the park, but you don't fuck with it, but you still close. Right. And then somebody might ask you to do a feature and then they're going to want, because they heard you talk about it. Right. And they want you to talk about it. From a different angle though. (laughs) This happens all the time. All the time, dog. You have to understand that to be a true writer you have to be able to come at all these topics from different angles yeah. like you know what this time I took it direct I told my own story mm-hmm. next time I'm going to tell her story right. this time I'm just going to be funny about it right. next time I'll be sarcastic or whatever the fuck you decide you have to take on that topic in a creative way because otherwise you're going to run out of shit to rhyme about and that's going to happen eventually because it gets harder and harder every year and, and you should be proactive about it. And, and honestly, for me, it's become the fun part. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like figuring out, okay, it's like putting a puzzle puzzle piece together. You know, a puzzle together. Like, okay, how can I... Okay, this is the concept. This is point, you know, Z. All right, now how do I figure out, you know, A through, you know, Y? Yeah. How do I get there? You know, and, and it becomes the, the more fun part now as opposed to it used to be right the rhyme was the fun part now writing the rhyme is is pretty easy you it know is. it's something it we've is. been doing for you know two decades it's you plug know and I mean? play yeah it's plug once you and got play. the concept yeah once you got the concept it's like all right now i gotta figure out patterns and all that that's the, that's fun too but you know yep yeah it's it's cool it's crazy man so yeah that's number three uh you know how to write is easy mm-hmm. what to write about is hard and we're gonna take a break where To all the listeners of the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, this is Blueprint here to announce that I have a brand new album titled Two-Headed Monster that will be available on May 22nd, 2018 on Weightless Recordings. The album is produced entirely by yours truly and features guest appearances from a few people that I've wanted to collaborate with for a long time, like Slug of Atmosphere, AC Alone, Mr. Liff, Wordsworth, Superstition, and High Slow. Two-Headed Monster will be the first full-length album that I've released since we've been doing this podcast. So to everybody that listens to us every week and is inspired by or helped by what we do here, I'm asking you to support me and this podcast by pre-ordering your copy of the project right now on waitlist.net. As I like to say, Spread the word about good music socially and support good music financially. As usual, we've got a few different pre-order packages for you to choose from. Whether that's the regular CD version or the deluxe CD package, the regular LP or the deluxe LP package, the regular MP3 or the deluxe MP3 package, or the t-shirt package that comes with a t-shirt and a blueprint lapel pin, something we've never done before, with either the deluxe CD or the vinyl package. Whatever format you need, we got you covered. And just so you know, there will only be 500 copies of the vinyl available and it will be clear vinyl this time. We've done red, we've done orange, we've done blue, and now we're doing clear vinyl. So don't sleep. All pre-orders will ship out to arrive on May 22nd, which is well in advance of the official release date. So, if you're listening to this, head over to waitlist.net right now and order your copy. I'm really proud of this record and 100% confident that you're going to dig it too. To recap, my new solo album, Two-Headed Monster, will be out May 22nd 
on Weightless Recordings and is pre-ordering right now on Weightless.net. Now back to the show. Okay, the most infamous word podcast on planet Earth. Back in your face with more tips. You know what I'm saying? And these are tips. This is advice for writers, man. If you're a writer, currently, aspiring writer, you know, want to be a better writer, take these jewels from some kids who've learned the hard way mm-hmm. by fucking up all these rules. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. Multiple times, man. We've ruined all these rules. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to move on to number four. Number four piece of advice is even if you don't like it, finish it. Mm. That's a rule that it took me a little later to get. I would be in a habit of sometimes, and this goes for writing rhymes, writing blogs, and making beats. Mm -hmm. There's this temptation sometimes to just throw something away when it gets to its toughest point. Because if it's tough, that means that it's not good. And Mm -hmm. if it's not good, that means that, you know, why would we want to waste our time? Yeah, why why should I I just start on something new? Yeah, Yeah, because it would be more rewarding. Why waste my time on this, right? That's a big mistake, I think, now. You know, I went through mad years of where I would have a blog and start it and kind of, eh, fuck it. Mm-hmm. And then I started to realize, like, yo, finishing the blog is more important than the blog being good. Mm-hmm. Because finishing the blog gives you an opportunity to get feedback. Right. Finishing the writing, it gives you an opportunity to learn yeah. a lesson there's a lesson in every single thing that you have to write mm-hmm. and and as we talked about finding the right angle mm-hmm. finding a way to execute it in a way that hasn't been done before for yourself and from others that part is not learned if you throw away the writing yeah because you never have anything to look back on right it's less like we talked about before with production like never get rid of your whack beats uh-uh because you can always look back yes and learn from what you fucked up oh come on i went back and looked at i had a week recently with my beats now i've been on fire since i got home yeah right but i had a week about two weeks ago where i was just cold man (laughs) this wackness Ooh, 10 beats in a row just nothing was hitting and the reason I know this is because I number all my beats. Uh-huh. And I, even if I don't like it, I'm going to export it, what I have. I'm like, right. okay, this is cool. I went back and revisited, boy, maybe one out of 10 was I. <laughs> I. Like, not even, I wouldn't even play it for you. It was I. Right. But I tell you what, after that 10 beats, mm-hmm. I went on like a 15 beat killing spree. Okay. Just the next 15 were monsters. All joints I would play and let motherfuckers hear and mm-hmm. probably give to be, you know, yeah, yeah, right on this. This is fire. Yeah. I would rhyme over most of them. Yeah. But that 10 beats, and you know what it makes me see is I'm glad that I saw that because when I go back and look at what I was, tr- I was trying to do something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it took me 10, 12 tries to get there, to get there. Yeah. Had I not went through that 10, 12 tries, the next 15 executions wouldn't have went like they did. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm saying with writing. You have to go through the process to get the end result. Yeah. There are no shortcuts in this because it's only through doing this that you get the skills to become great. Right. You can't just say, I'm only going to keep my best writing and it makes me a great writer. No. Absolutely not. It doesn't matter if you like it. Finish it. Yeah. And then when you look back, you can see how you've grown and where your mistakes were. But if you throw it away, you lose that piece of history, that that building block in your growth. Yeah, man. I've been on a beat cold spree for about a week and a half. <laughs> but every other day, I'm still in that basement <laughs> yeah. taking samples, you know, listening to the samples that I took, trying to create stuff. And I've just been cold. But I, I've created stuff. Yeah. Nothing I would play for anyone. I don't even. I, I wouldn't even let Ted come in the basement. Right, right. You don't want to hear this, man. You do not want to hear this, this stuff. This is trash. You do not want to hear it. But even with my writing, like, there's been times that I'm. I know that I'm trying to do something. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to flesh out a concept. I'm trying to tell a story, and I know this isn't going to be the finished product. But I finish it anyway, and I end up finding, you know, parts of that that I want to okay this is what i was trying to say this line right here let me take this out and let me expound on that in something else and i think probably people who write books people who write rhymes do that all the fucking time yeah because you always come up with concepts everything that you write every line ain't gonna be fire all the time right 
you gonna come up with some shit and you gonna you know some patchwork sometimes sometimes you gotta patch shit together and it wouldn't happen <laughs> if you it wouldn't happen if you don't finish it's true it's true and you know the thing too that people underestimate the importance of finishing is like confidence mm-hmm. when I speak to a lot of younger writers and they ask my like how do you get so confident how do you just go and the comp- the confidence comes from the repetition. Mm-hmm. The confidence comes from doing the same thing over and over again and knowing how you perform in those situations, right? right? If you look at like a boxer, their confidence doesn't come from the fight. It comes mm-hmm. from practice. Yep. Because they're drilling in that gym. They're doing all those things for months and months in training camp. That's where their confidence is built. It's not built in the fight. Right. The fight is just when the world gets to see. Yeah what you were working on and how amazing you already knew you were. That's why when they ask fighters, yo, did you think it'll go down like that? Yeah, actually I did. (laughs) Right, right. You think that's what I've been working on for the last three, four months. I told you I was going to crush him like a can. Of course. Right. I do this to guys in practice every day. Right. I know what I'm capable of. The same thing for writing. The, The writing is important because it builds confidence. When you short yourself on finishing something, you 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 lose the ability to 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 gain that confidence you need just from finishing it and making it through that process. Yeah, man. Word. So that's number four, mm-hmm. which this is a good segue into number five. Mm. Number five piece of advice for writers is that it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy. No, because if it was, everybody would do it. Everyone would do it. Everyone would be good. Mm-hmm. Everyone who starts a blog, the blog would blow up. Right. You know, this is not 2006 anymore. No. Nah. Just making a blog doesn't mean you're going to get anybody to read it. Right. Just writing a book doesn't mean it's going to be on shelves or read by anybody. And so it's not easy. It is not supposed to be easy. So never listen to anyone who makes writing seem like it's fucking easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. There is it's a labor of love for a long time. Yeah. I, I saw this post. Um, I think Superstition reposted somebody else's post, but it said um, it said rapping is easy unless you want to be good at it. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it's, it's true. I was like, that's the that's the probably the most truth true post I've seen on Twitter since its inception. It's true. It's true. And once you once you know that it's something you actually care about, like mm-hmm. the craft, right. it's going to be hard. Difficult. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be times when you just stare at that motherfucking laptop or screen and you don't like anything on it. Yep. You write something, you be like, this was trash. Right. But I finished. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's just going to have to be trash. And then you'll look back at that same thing that you thought was trash in the moment and it will be really good. Yeah. Or you'd be like, yo, I can use that as a hook. Right. You know what I'm saying? That phrase was really dope. Really just the intro was bad. Right, right. This part is good. Yeah. Right? So it's it's things that you can pull from. But again, understand it's not easy. No one is going to sit there and write for you. Mm-hmm. No one is going to show you any shortcuts that are going to make you the better writer. They're not. You become good at this craft by practicing it mm-hmm. and going through the hard, unpleasant unglamorous work yeah it comes along with the job man actually being good at anything is not easy no and if you're choosing to write you're choosing to follow a path a lineage of a lot of great writers in every genre and the bar is already there oh it's up there so this is why a lot of people choose to be whack it's Mm -hmm. not because they don't think cool stuff is cool or being dope is cool it just takes too much work. Yeah, they take the easy way out. Come on, man. It's, it's hard being dope. Yeah. It's hard thinking of crazy lines. Mm-hmm. Lines that you get, but nobody even catch the wordplay till four or five listens. Right. You're like, oh, man, y'all didn't even catch that. This is shit that gives me mad appreciation for the battle rap scene. Oh, totally. Because just watching it, like, it's some dope ass fucking writers like watching a jc oh, totally. or lux or yep. you know a lot of those dudes like some of the shit that they come up with you just be like yo yeah how you know what i'm saying i mean we know how but it's like pushing it, yeah pushing. just pushing pushing just practicing the next height the, the pushing to the next highest height the next mountain what is the next mountain as a mm-hmm. writer you gotta have that but you gotta know that it ain't gonna be easy man so once you know that it's not gonna be easy which I think you should be telling yourself from the beginning, mm-hmm. or, you know, the, the next thing is to accept that you're going to have to put in a certain amount of work. Yeah. And once you accept that, you're on a path to greatness. Yeah. You lots know, of work. That's a lots of work. So it's just like, but just keep writing. 
every time you write, you get better. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only the only guarantee. Every time you write, you'll get better. Yeah. That piece of writing might not be your best, right? But every time you write, you'll get better. Most definitely. Yeah. So that's number five. Yeah. Number six. This is one that goes to, out to all the writers who approach me everywhere and ask me about the process and why they can't finish things. I had a problem with this for a long time. <laughs> number seven piece of advice. I'm sorry. Number six piece of advice is never edit while you write. Mm. Get it out first. Mm. Man, 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 how many times do we talk to people and I talk to people who they sit there and they explain their process and they're like, yeah, they'll be stuck on a paragraph or sentence for days, hours, weeks. Because you keep reading it over and over again and this is wrong and tweaking it. Trying to make it perfect, making sure the grammar's right. Is the word choice perfect? No. Writing is, look, as they say, don't make uh, perfect the enemy of good. Mm. A lot of times people strive for perfection so hard that they make, you know, you can't, they don't get good stuff. It's like, just be good. Just get the spirit of what you want to say out. Right. Whenever I write something, it's about the spirit. Right. It's not about the the most accurate words to describe this thing. Just get the spirit of it out so you can remember that energy. And then you can come back and replace the words, tighten up the syntax. If it's a rhyme, yeah, you might want to take some breaths out, make it less wordy. Just get the the spirit, the energy of it down on paper. Then you can come back and make it better later Mm -hmm. after you're done, but not there in the spot. Don't try to make anything you write perfect while you're sitting there writing it. Write a draft. That's why they call it rough drafts. Right. They're rough. Yeah, supposed to be. They're not perfect drafts. Yeah. A final draft is only achieved through numerous revisions of the rough drafts. Right. And that means that you can't skip the process, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go through the rough drafts yeah. to get to the final drafts. There's no shortcuts, man. So, you know, it, it's just it's just part of it, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand why people think that they have to edit in the process of writing. I, I think some people just, if they don't write a lot, you know, they then they, they think it has to be perfect, but it's not like, it's yeah. not like you're doing it live. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like as soon as you're done with this paragraph, everybody gonna read it. Exactly. It's not, it's, it's they don't work that. This ain't live TV. <laughs> no, you know no. what I'm saying? This ain't live writing. Uh-uh. You know, you got time. Yeah. You have time to do a draft. You have time to do five drafts if you need to. Straight up. You know, just get the ideas out and then you can pick and choose and fix everything coming back on the back end. But yeah if i were to look at my greatest that might be one of my greatest strengths as a writer mm-hmm. when i sit down and write something whether it's a blog whether it's from you know uh something for a book or whatever i seriously do not edit anything yeah. until the very end meaning i can write if usually my blogs average about 1500 words mm-hmm. so if i'm writing for about 1500 to 2500 words if i'm sitting to write that might take me an hour hour and a half to write that but I don't even think about editing it at all. Yeah. I just get it the fuck out. Every right. idea I got is on the page. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes I'm writing this shit. I'm like, I'm not saying this well at all. Right. <laughs> but I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm trying to say. Right. It's just not coming out smooth. Right. It sounds like shit. But let me get it out. Yeah, let me get it out, though. Yeah. I'm going to get it out and get it on the paper knowing that when I go back and edit it, I can always tighten it up. Right. But if you spend all that time trying to make it perfect thing, you spend 30 minutes trying to revise two sentences, mm. one small paragraph. During that time, I've written 750 words. Right. I've moved all about. I've, I'm dancing around this topic. Just, oh, you, at every single angle I'm covering because I'm getting every thought out on page mm. and I'm just going through it carefree. I'm not overthinking it. You're going to always be behind that person. Who's, who puts out the book. Damn, how'd you finish your book? Well, because I didn't overthink it, mm-hmm. I decided to write the whole thing. Right. And then I went back and edited it. Or I had my friend edit it because I just need to be free to write. Right. Writing and editing are two different things. Oh, completely different. That's why, that's why most books that you see have a separate name as editor. Thank you. Because the writer just needs to write. It's, not, right. it's not up to, like, they need to get their ideas out get the structure of whatever they're trying to say and then they give it to someone else. All right, make sure my grammar's right. Yeah. Make sure this is tightened up. Make sure, you know, check this. I don't know if I said that exactly how it should be said. Yep. You know, how is there any ideas that you have to tighten this up? But I just need to get the ideas out. Facts. 
Facts. So that's number six. Yes, sir. So we're going to number seven. Seventh piece of advice for writers is to set goals. Set goals. If y'all notice, goal setting comes up in a lot of the things that we talk about. Just thought I'd throw yeah. it out there. <laughs> It is a reoccurring thing. Very much so. Very much so. Look, man, no matter what you do, it should be measured. Mm -hmm. Whether you're writing, you know, you go to school, there's a reason they give you a degree. Right. There's a reason they count credit hours. Right. It's measured. There's a reason you have grades. Exactly. It measures your success and allows you to see where you are for your own interests and also relative to your, your peers. Yeah. It's important to keep record of where you are and where you've been. And you can only do that if you set goals, set a goal so that you can then start tracking it. Maybe you say, I just want to write 500 words every every time I write, maybe three to five times a week. Mm -hmm. That means at the end of the week, you need 1500 words, 2000 words. That's cool. So what happens at the end of that thing when you check on Sunday and you got 500 words? You failed, buddy. (laughs) You need to step it up. Right, right, right. But if you don't have a word count, if you don't have a goal, you just say, you know what? I didn't really write that much this week. Maybe I'll just do better next week. Yeah. No, fuck that. Nah. Fuck all that. Because you'll never do better. Right. And how and what is better? Right. Oh, oh, I'm gonna write five words this week. Right. (laughs) I'm going to sit down for an hour and write 30 words. No, better is reaching your goal, surpassing your goal. And your goal is what it's you break that down so that you can eventually get to your bigger goal. Mm. You know, but you start small with with, with a small goal. My writing goal is, okay, I'm going to write a book within a year. That's that's a big goal. That's huge. Right. That's a long term goal. Okay. now how am I going to do that? Well, let me write my outline. Mm -hmm. Okay, I came up with 15 chapters in this outline I can write about. Okay, maybe I'll write one to two chapters a month. Mm -hmm. Okay, how many words is that? Okay, chapters about 1500, 2500 words. Okay, that means I'm going to have to write. Okay, two per month. Okay, I'm going to have to write a thousand words a week to write this book. Yeah. Okay. That tells you right there. If you don't have a goal like that, you're not going to achieve shit. Right. Period. So start with a goal. I don't care. You can have a time goal. It could be duration. Hey, I'm going to write for X minutes every day and just get everything out. That counts. But you can have a word count. You can have a page count. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Have a goal. Have something. Yeah. Something you can measure. Something you can measure. It makes everything easier. Yeah. I mean, when I was in college, I used to tell myself like all right i'm gonna write i'm gonna write a rhyme a day that's why i had so many verses because yeah. i was taking creative writing classes back then so what i would do is for my homework a lot of my homework would be rhymes so i make sure that i i would write a rhyme a day and i would tell myself like all right and whether it was like eight bars 16 bars 24 bars whatever like i made sure i at least wrote a verse a day yeah and that's how i got the practice in that's why i had so many verses all the time <laughs> Because I was always fucking writing. Yeah, I never had that with uh with rhymes. Mm-hmm. I have it with beats. Yeah. Like with beats, I'll set goals. I'll be like, okay, this month I'm making three beats a day. F this. I'm killing it. Right. Or to right now I'm on some like recently I've just like since I started making beats again this year, I'm up to like two hundred and five. Wow. You know what I mean? But in my mind, I'm like, that ain't shit. Right. Of course not. <laughs> because in my mind, I'm like, yo, man. Why can't I make 365 beats in a year? Mm, make a beat a day. A beat a day. That's all it is, right? There's days where I make two or three. There's days where I make none. Mm-hmm. As long as it averages out to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Seven beats a fucking week. You, you're straight. Mm. You got your 365 beats. And so I thought about the other day, like, yo, man, 2019. I'm coming for that 365. I think man. I might do that, too. I like that. I you like know, that. Because now, because I think I'm going to get. I'm at like what 205 right now. We still so got- are you including the not keepers in there as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you're still making a beat. Yeah, I make a beat. I export it. It counts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I got a counter, and uh, this is the first time I actually started making beats at the top of the year, mm-hmm. to where I knew exactly yeah where wh- you were, where I was. So like now, I mean, since I've got home from tour, I've been on a little over two months. I've made. 75 beats mm. in two months. Now I'm just okay. If I make another 75, that'll get me close to 300 for the rest of the year. It's totally doable that I could, and I've been on tour for three months where I didn't make any beats this right. year. So you take out that three month period, I think I can make 30 beats a month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's too, 
That's doable, bro. Yeah, it's, it's one beat a day. Yeah, it's doable. 30 beats a month, one beat a day. Come on, man. I mean, I could do that. I could probably pull that off with a job. See? You know what I'm saying? Making one beat a day. That's whether it. Whether it's good or not. That's you it. know what I'm saying? Just going in, putting the work in, you know, a couple hours, three, four hours, and put the work in to make a couple beats. That's it. Just commit to doing it. Commit to doing it. One a day. Yeah. That's it. And when you set that goal, like you're saying, you stop being so attached to like, oh, this has to be perfect. <laughs> right. You're just like, yo, let me get the beats out. Make the beat. Yep. Get in the routine. And then you start seeing that once you're in that routine, you start to you get nimble in there. You yeah. agile. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, I'm shaking and baking in here. Right. Start stretching. Yeah. Because yeah. you've been doing it so much more than anybody else that that the muscle becomes really just just sharp. Like, yeah, man, my blade is sharp. I'm out here. Yeah. You know, so that's set goals. That's number seven. We'll take a break. But. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, people have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free and doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate. Now, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, give your boys that five-star rating. We need that. The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it. If you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet earth is to support our music as you know illogic and i are artists we both put out albums illogic makes albums buy his albums i make albums and books anytime you support our music you are supporting the making of the show you can find my music books and t-shirts at weightless.net that's the word weightless.net Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So, there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. Right. Five next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, why not, man? I'm at I'm like 200. I, I mean, I should get to 250 this year. Mm-hmm. At least. Yeah. yeah. I'm at 205 now. And it's what? You still got two months. Yeah, I still got two months. I think, I, I mean, that's, that would give me 25, 25, and mm-hmm. let's say 10 or 15 the rest of this month. I think so. It's 10, 15 days the rest of this month. One beat a day the rest of this month. Forty-five days, seventy-five days the rest of this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be close to. I'll be yeah. looking at three hundred. Right. You know what I mean? It's gonna be tough, but I think I can do it. Yeah, it's doable. Yeah. Uh, you know, but then, but even then, I'm gonna, and then when I get done, I'll be like, man, that ain't shit. Right. I need to make a thousand beats. A thousand beats a year. Playing with you. Thinking of making beats. Uh. No one got more preach to me. All this shit, fire. <laughs> you, know, you, make, you make 500 beats a year. It's going to be way easy to find in like 10 bangers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Out of 500. Easy. It's easy. 
you might have trouble narrowing it down. Right. You probably have find like twenty five. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you might be able to find fifty bangers right. out of five hundred beats. Right. Like you can go any which way with this. Like oh, yeah. I got crazy beats, like five hundred joints, mad joints. Yeah, because even right now I'm just like, yo, I got so many joints. Mm-hmm. Like yo, I'm like my next three albums. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, like really good, and I can sell the other the rest. Yeah. Of them. yeah. Sell a bunch of them, whatever. Yeah. Okay, we are back. Word. Uh, we'll bring this thing home, man. The last three joints we got, you know what I mean? Advice to writers, you know, things that we wish people would have told us when we first got started. Yeah. This is tip number eight. You know, number eight piece of advice to writers is to read a lot. Often. Read as much as humanly possible read, and i don't mean facebook read, read. right facebook <laughs> social media don't count email don't count right you know what i mean like read as much as possible see what people have to understand is that writing is almost writing and reading are inseparable oh yeah you know you can't have one without the other you can't so like even if you can't you're not good at speaking Anytime you read something great, it kind of subconsciously impacts your your vocabulary and it, it creates something in you to where you now know, oh, man, I've just read something that I, that expanded my mind, expanded my vocabulary, expanded my, my knowledge of like what's out there. So now when I sit down and write, I become better. Mm-hmm. When you look at what people call writer's block, I've never heard an avid reader complain about writer's block. No. You know, I see people who sit around and they get real ritualistic about reading. I mean, about writing and think they got to have incense and the fucking sage and all the shit burning. And, uh, those people have, you know, everything got to line up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Those people have writer's block a lot. But the people I know who read frequently mm-hmm. never have a problem writing. Reading is something that allows you to to learn about writing without studying writing. Right. Right. It's like you never see. uh like when you look at sport those who are great at the top of the sport are students of the game when you look at writing those who are at the top of writing are typically fans of writing and great writers Mm -hmm. when you look at rapping Mm -hmm. this whole theory falls apart Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden well the good ones not not for the good ones yeah Yeah. but like yeah the really good ones are are fans of writing Mm -hmm. right but the rest of them i don't think they necessarily think they need to read to become better writers or even like or even take it as far as like writing writing but even as mcs listening to other rappers yeah listening to good rap music yes helps you become a better rapper totally just like reading Good writers helps you, become, helps you a become a better writer. Period. Yeah. Period. And and for those of you who feel like, man, I write, but I'm just not good. I'm just not unlocking what I need to be doing. Understand that, like, if you're not reading, you're not even really in a ball game yet. Right. You haven't truly, truly tapped into your greatness. Mm-hmm. Like to be to, I have periods where I read a lot, mm-hmm. and and I might read. 20 books in three months three four months i'm just reading just voraciously reading mm. i'm not writing at all during that period as soon as i get done i'm writing like a motherfucker like a wild <laughs> right. man right, everything right. i sit down i hear a, a beat i'm immediately writing rhymes mm-hmm. i can't be stopped and i think it's because the the reading triggers something in the mind mm-hmm. about expression that is hard to do when you're just talking or even listening there's something about reading and end up the, the it's just hard to describe for people who haven't done it but trust me it's hard to be a you can be a decent writer without reading right decent decent yeah but you'll never be a great writer without reading oh that's so i true. don't care who you are you'll you'll never talk to a great writer uh, uh even a great rapper and they'll never tell you that they don't read right they'll yeah. read oh yeah they read they'll tell you they read a lot. They they would have to, especially the whole thing that we talked about, about coming up with concepts. Yes. Coming up with ideas. Yes. If you don't read, even reading the fucking paper, you yes. know what I'm saying? If you don't read and read things that are informative and tell you about what's going on in the world, tell you about your history, tell you about, you know, the possible future, you have no clue of what 
would even resonate with anybody. That's a fact. Because you have no idea what's going on in the world. That's a fact. So if you don't read, you have you have no concepts. Everything can't just come from you because your world is very small. When you read it, it expands your horizons immensely. That's a fact. That's a fact. So that's number eight. Yeah. Number nine piece of advice for writers is it's not that deep. Mm. It's not that deep, y'all. Heavenly cotton balls. It's just a rhyme, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I know it may seem like this crazy rhyme and it's got so much at stake, you know, yeah. and everything is riding on it and it's got to be perfect. But yo, man, it's not that deep. It's just around 16 bars. It's just 16 bars, man. Yeah. It's just 1,500 words. It's just a little chapter. It's just mm. a little blog. It's just, you know, you just sat down and wrote some words today, man. Yeah. And tomorrow, whether that thing is great or not, you're going to write some more. Yep. And you're going to keep writing. And whether that thing was great or not, you're going to write some more. Mm-hmm. The thing that's important is to continue writing. Perfection is an illusion. You know what I mean? I'd rather be consistent than perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, perfection is, is very elusive. And even when you think you've achieved it, it's subjective, right? So right. who's to say? You know, there's songs and beats I thought were perfect. Those ain't my most popular joints. Right. It's like, who cares what the fuck I think? Because when the people get a hold of it, it's in their hands. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a whole of, nother ball game. It's, it's out of my hands. You know, so like, don't sit there and stress out about writing. Yeah. It's not that deep, Just y'all. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Put some words on a page, type that shit out, say that you did it, and go fucking play frisbee golf or some goofy <laughs> shit. Go cut the grass, man. Right, right, right. That's it. Right. That's it, man. It's not that deep. Yeah. I think people take the shit too seriously. <laughs> they think it's like, you know, it's like, yo, it's just a rhyme, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Just write that shit. Yeah. Get it oh. over with. Get it over with. Yeah. Why are you bullshitting? Just write it. Mm. Just write it. It's in your mind. Put it on paper. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. Who gives a fuck? Mm. Finish it so you can move on to the next one. I used to hate that shit. Like back in the day when we would do songs and stuff. Yeah. And it'd be, it, it'd be a week. You know, we had to beat for a week. And you go, you go to record it. Why don't you got your verse? I, I just couldn't. Dog, couldn't. just... Just write the damn rhyme. Thank you. Just write, write the rhyme. Just write the rhyme. It's not that deep. Yeah. yeah people will be, be overthinking the shit. Like, yeah. get out of your own way, bruh. Yeah. Write something. Yes. Even if, look, the times when I've just wrote something, it always comes out better than when I sat and strategized right. too right. hard. Exactly. Exactly. Like, all that strategy ain't going to do nothing for for the people who are listening to it mm-hmm. it sounds too well thought out it don't sound you know free enough mm-hmm. because you're sitting there thinking about how to follow a set of rules and how to have these certain qualities in it so that it meets these these, these requirements right. uh, no just write whatever the fuck pops in your head yeah. put it on paper as best you can and say you did it yeah that's it. That's it. Man, somebody hit me up for a feature one time, man. And I was like, I was didn't have shit to write about. Mm-hmm. I wrote about not having shit to write about. <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes you got to do it. Yeah. It was dope. By the yeah. end of it, I was like, oh, this was fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, my opening line was sitting here, don't know what to write about. Da, 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 da. I was like, yo, this shit came out fire. Yeah. But that is what you do. You don't got nothing to write about? Write about not having nothing to write about. Yeah. You feel stuck? Write about feeling stuck. Yeah. You depressed about your girl you don't want to write? Write about being depressed about your girl and why it's fucking with your writing. Yeah. Whatever you have that you think is blocking you, write about it. Yes. That is how you get through it. You don't sit there and ignore it and then pretend that, oh, writing a rhyme is separate. No, it's all the same. It's all the same. Writing a rhyme is just like talking. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to talk about it. Do you have a hard time writing about it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, get it out, get it over with. It ain't that deep. No, nowhere okay. near. Number 10, the last one. Last tip for writers don't be afraid to take breaks. Nah. Take a break, bro. Take a break sometimes. It'll be there when you come back. Yeah. It ain't going to self destruct. Yeah. Especially if you're in that, oh, this got to be perfect. Sometimes you got to step away, like, all right. It's not that serious. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Go get you something to eat. Yes. Go get you a drink. You know, go get you some water. Right. Walk around walk the block. Walk away. Yeah. Walk around the block. Take a drive. Yeah. You know, like think about what you're writing. You, you can still be writing because like we said, we're always writing. Yeah. So you're driving around. You're still in your head thinking about your concepts. You're still you're still writing in that process. It's just you're not sitting right there in front of the page. Yep. Sometimes you do got to walk away. Take a little break. Yeah, man. Now, I I'm I think, but there's certain songs I can remember 
taking mad breaks while I was writing. Oh, like, yeah. I think about like the Silver Lining song on, on Respect the Architect. I remember making that beat and it was playing in a basement. Mm-hmm. Every 10 or 15 minutes, I would come down, write four bars, and go back upstairs and do whatever the fuck I was doing. Mm-hmm. I might run errands, go down the street, come back in the house, the beat would be playing. I go, to, oh man, okay, what's next? Ooh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 blah. I moved to Cincinnati, could it be stationary? This whole story <laughs> right, right. was not written in one sitting. Mm-hmm. It was four bars at a time. Whenever I had something that came up, I would go downstairs. The beat would still be playing real low. Mm-hmm. I would jot it in. I would record it, and then I would just go back upstairs. Mm-hmm. So this, I would, and I was recording it too. So I just would sit there, and the rhyme just—it was not efficient at all right. in terms of recording. But it it worked because I wasn't thinking, oh, I got to get this right in one sitting. I didn't know where the shit was gonna go. Right. And by the end of it, it was like, oh, this is dope. I, I got it. I figured it out. But take breaks, man. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right, man. It's not going nowhere. No, it ain't going nowhere. It'll be there, bro. <laughs> it ain't going nowhere. It'll be there. So that's it, man. That's tips for writers, man. That's 10 tips. I'm going to read them back. Advice to writers. Number one, being honest is better than being good. Number two, keep the same energy. Number three, how to write is easy, but what to write about is hard. Number four, even if you don't like it, finish it. Number five, It's not supposed to be easy. Number six, never edit while you write. Get it out first. Number seven, set goals. Number eight, read a lot. Number nine, it's not that deep. (laughs) And finally, number 10, don't be afraid to take breaks. Word. It'll be there when you come back, G. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, that's it, man. Another illustrious episode. The most ever, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, hit us in the, in the comments on uh, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud and let us know what you think, man. And uh, to everyone out there who listens to us, we appreciate your support and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. Huh?